Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, keeping clients engaged can mean great things for your bottom line, but how can you interact with clients on a regular basis in a way that's sustainable and effective? That's what our guest Wayne finds himself asking about his own business. Wayne recently launched a monthly subscription for his clients, and he's excited to build his recurring revenue, but he's worried that without the right systems and processes in place, clients may not stick around for the long term. Having both built subscription businesses ourselves, Clay and I share some of the best advice we've got on keeping clients engaged for months or years to boost your cash flow and really grow your business. Stay tuned. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month. From gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between, I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month, curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me, you're more of a downloader than a page turner. And this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already and you can too. Joining book of the month is super easy, very affordable. Plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit bookofthemonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's bookofthemonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store, and while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. 
So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and joining me on the air, as always, is my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, Preston. I'm ready to go, man. It's uh, been like a, what, three-week hiatus? <laughs> it's <me>. been a <laughs> while. Yeah, our listeners won't know we've because, uh, yeah. you know, we, we batch record and whatever and sometimes we repeat episodes, but... Yeah, I've missed you personally. It's been a yeah, while since we we've usually, chatted. We usually record every week, but uh, yeah, I've been on a three-week travel uh, window. So yeah, man, give us I'm a back. quick recap. Where where have you been? What were you up to? Oh God, I went on four different trips, uh, all business related, <laughs> except for the very last one, which was literally a day out of an eighteen-day uh, time window. But the last one, we ended it at the beach um, down in South Texas. Very uh, nice. So, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was it was all work trips, though. Did your family get to go with you at all, though, or were you kind of solo the whole time? Uh, no, solo for the first half, and then family went went cool. uh, the second half. I went and spoke uh, at a pretty big event. It's, it's actually quite nice because I hadn't spoken in a while. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. Good man. Um, are they going to put the video online? Can I watch the speech? No, man, they didn't record it. <laughs> Oh, I know. I was bummed out. I was bummed out. But you got to be uh, like Gary Vee and just take your own people, you know, to record right? your speeches. You know, that's uh, that's kind of what, probably what I need to do. <laughs> well, good man. I'm glad it went well. Glad you're home, safe and sound. Um, joining us also on the air is our new friend Wayne. Hey, Wayne, how you doing? Hi, I'm well. Good. Calling from Atlanta today, and uh, we're so grateful. I was saying before we hit record, we're just so grateful for. You, Wayne, and, and people like Wayne who are willing to come on the show. Without you guys, we couldn't do the show format. Um, so if you're familiar with the show, you enjoy listening to it, you like uh, having guests come on, we need you to, to join us. So you can visit freelance2founder.com and just scroll to the bottom of the page, fill out a little questionnaire there, and we'd love to have you on the air, talk about your business. Wayne, why don't you uh, introduce yourself to us, to the listeners, tell us about your business, what you're working on, maybe how long you've been in business, tell us about your clients, just any information you kind of want to give us to get a... a you know, an idea of what your business looks like. Sure. My name is Wayne Pelletier and I run Resonant Pixel Company. It's at uh, resonantpixel.co. I know, terrible name, weird domain, but it it seems to work. Uh, We've heard worse, I'd say. (laughs) (laughs) I've been a designer, art director, creative director for 25 years or so and making websites and creating brands and uh, working at marketing and ad agencies, uh, mostly here in Atlanta. And, you know, after a couple of decades of that, I, I, I wanted to branch out on my own because I think like a lot of listeners, I was a freelancer for years doing non-competitive work. Like if I'm in a media SEO agency, they're not interested in doing branding or websites. So it was always an opportunity for me to continue to sharpen my skills, broaden the you know, the level of interest in the different you know, varieties of things I could be working on. And then when it was time to kind of take it pro, go full time, I did that three years ago, like right before the pandemic, like mm. a month before lockdown. And uh, 
so that's been an interesting journey. But you know, right out of the gate, the business scaled relatively quickly to a place where it was obvious that it was working. I think within two to three months, I was earning a living and uh, had half dozen clients on top of older freelance clients that I've been helping for years that were more spotty, like sporadic work. And then it, it kind of showed me that it was possible. So I kept scaling as a generalist, doing all kinds of different types of projects. Take mm. all comers, say yes, find out what happens. And then I started to niche down and, and chip away at things that I either couldn't create processes for, couldn't hire well for, and then kind of lean into the things that I enjoy the most. So uh, that's where I landed on a productized service for website design and development. Um, and now I focus primarily on helping small businesses leverage the Squarespace platform in order to go from having like a brochureware informational website to something that can be transactional and really productive for their mm. business. Interesting. Very cool. It sounds like... um quite the evolution and honestly congrats to you for being able to start a business and keep it going you know before the pandemic and through the pandemic yeah. um i think not a lot of people were able to do that i mean know a lot of people who tried and it just the timing was just terrible i feel so like good it was for you. one i feel like it was one one way or the other you either thrived um, yeah i say let me let me rephrase not maybe not thrive but you either grew or you tanked like i know very yeah. few people who just kind of hovered in the middle yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, particularly those who started right before, like you're saying, you started like, was it just a few months before really the pandemic set in here in the US? That's that's impressive. So and and I love that it I love that within a few months you had your, you know, a nice steady income. And and so now uh I love you know, I I don't know how long you've been listening to our show. I don't know how much uh we can take credit for some of the things you've done, but this is you've done exactly what we would recommend, which is like you started out, you sort of took all the jobs you could um, just to get your feet under you, get some revenue in the door. And then you started to really get smart about like niching down and um, and eventually productized a service, which if you're not familiar with that, listeners, basically, uh, well, why don't you tell us, Wayne, what, what's like the product as a ser- service, as a product that you offer people? What, what do your clients actually buy from you? Yeah, happy to share. Uh, first, rewind rapidly here to say, take as much credit as you want. You deserve a ton. I've learned a ton <laughs> uh, listening to your show. So go ahead and pat yourselves on the back. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening. We, we love it. Is, we love it. Maybe this would be the 201. I don't know. Maybe my problem too. <laughs> be different. But I would say... No, whatever. Um, but you, I mean, you did the work. You deserve the credit. But go ahead. Yeah, that's awesome. So the productization of a service, you know, I had several out of the gate. And what I found was that hiring and managing processes, whether it's the creation of SOPs or even leveraging SOPs, was just too much to do as the only full-time employee across different platforms. I was doing a bunch of Shopify, a ton of Squarespace, a few WordPress sites here and there. And Managing the proposal process and managing the hiring and the review of all the work itself was a full-time job, let alone actually mm-hmm. man- doing the work and or the hiring and the you know the running the business. So 
that's when I would kind of chipped away and I thought about what I what do I enjoy doing the most? Like which platforms do I enjoy the most? Right. And I absolutely despise most of the WordPress sites that I've ever created. And, and <laughs> touching that software is just gross. So I stopped it. I was that's it. I, I'm I still do a few here and there for really old customers that have been around for 15 or so years and they need yeah. something done, that's fine. But when I get invited to some other WordPress site that's not mine, it's like wearing somebody else's underwear. Even if they're clean, you're like, gross. <laughs> so so I decided uh, to create a package for uh, small to mid-sized businesses because I enjoy those conversations the most and I enjoy kind of interacting with those people the most. And uh, that's kind of how I chose that. And And I enjoy the platform. I think it it does a good job of doing the basics well and reliably. Hmm. So, so I decided that I didn't want to be nickel and diming. I didn't want to do proposals anymore. Can I just like, yes. <laughs> like screw that whole mess? I, w- I would say th- our, finding a price was the hardest thing. So I had talked to a few clients and I think I actually got that from you guys, that advice from you guys. So, I talked to a few customers to land on a ballpark and I started from there and then just kind of made everything included. And the the number one question yeah. I get is like, hey, what about your contract? And I'm like, what do I need a contract for? Who bounces around from web designer to web designer all the time? Like hiring somebody is a huge undertaking, plus the, the pain of the clients do. That's the who. pain of the yeah. Well, I don't want them anyway. Well, and you know what? When they leave, good riddance. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> don't let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> yeah. So, I, and so I'm looking at your website, and you have you have basically just two plans, right? Yeah. And to be honest with you, the the big one just makes the small one look right. Nobody buys yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that price anchoring. Um, man, if if listeners are paying attention, they are learning so much from where where you've come in just a, a few short years. Um, so be sure to be sure to check out. We'll be sure to link to your your website resonantpixel.co, and uh, and listeners can check it out. But I just think you've got a lot of good things going on there for sure. Let's let's chat about where you're headed. Um, so you've got this productized service. You've got um, you've got clients, a growing business. Plenty of work to be done. Um, you put that currently on our on our freelancer to founder scale. So if listeners aren't familiar with it, we have this scale that we have everyone when they fill out the questionnaire. You put you know on a scale of one to ten, one being a freelancer, ten being a founder. Where would you rate yourself? You put that currently you're at a four, but you'd like to be more like at an eight in the next year or so. Maybe paint a picture for us. What does an eight look like? That's different from how your business looks right now. I think an eight to me is a little less hands-on when it comes to the actual implementation of the process. Um, still managing and maintaining the quality, but you know, I have a vision of bringing on someone that is like project management and or like virtual assistant type person that can help with some of that. And I, I don't feel like I have enough subscriptions to get there yet. You know, the, the thing about the subscription is like there's this pit of despair where you have just as many projects and a fraction of the revenue, and then you inch your way out of there, right? So, yeah. so, so the four is I'm doing a lot of the work. I have a designer who helps me. She works 20 hours a week or so, and she's 
incredible and doing great work. And it seems like we we work well together. And a VA that helps me sporadically, uh, he's talented. I feel like I can't give him enough yet, but I'd like to. And then writers here and there, and a developer who helps me on the regular, um, who's in the Ukraine. Cool. And so, and so, a year from now, if you were to be at an eight, it would be more um, taking all the all the people you currently have, maybe adding a couple more, adding like a project manager person who who handles the client intake, the the client requests, um, and then you focus on growing the business. Is that kind of the picture you're painting? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, cool. actually, spend some of my time on on marketing and growth, yeah. and, and having yeah. a growth strategy. Well, I guess let's dive in then. What what can we help you with uh, to get to that point? Because I think you're on a good trajectory. What do you What are you seeing as maybe one of the biggest hurdles or the biggest question marks that you have uh, around getting to that point to where you know you've you've got maybe some more project management stuff in place and you're really working on growing the business. Yeah, I I think the system itself is fairly solid. There's obviously always an opportunity to improve it. Um, But I see now that I've had, I just launched the subscriptions in October. So they've been running for seven months. Oh, nice. And there's, uh, you know, a dozen subscribers. So it's growing. I'm adding a few every month, which is perfect. There's because I can't do web ten websites in a month. It's oh, good MR. Yeah, so it, it, it'll get there. So there's still a few projects here and there to supplement income for the business. But I think the next there's zero attrition thus far, which is great. But that's not reasonable goal to maintain. I would say that obviously it's going to happen. And in some cases, like we were joking about, maybe we wanted to, but. I mean, it is a very sticky business model though, right? Like, um, I think it's so. like you said, they're not going to, they're not going to, yeah. Once you, once you develop it for them, they just want to like pay to maintain it and not have to think about it yeah, until I think they need to make their next change. Mm-hmm. As long as you're responsive, right? Like to me, I swear, I swear to you, like in the web industry, if you are responsive outside, outside of launching a site, like you'll keep that client forever. Boom, you just nailed it. My question was going to be, have you set up systems for customer touch points for these longer-term engagements? Like, how do I keep them engaged? Do they have unlimited content editions and unlimited pages and all this stuff that sounds really amazing? But in fact, mm-hmm. most businesses don't need to add much content or pages that frequently. Uh, they do around campaigns if they're active marketers. But if they're not, then I want to keep them engaged. So I launched a newsletter and I'm trying to turn that newsletter into content, right? For probably just LinkedIn um, out of the gate here, like as organic content goes, but have you set up systems for, for finding and or aggregating, saving any of this content or ideation and then turning it into content? Hmm. Okay, so so is the question? Uh, so this is a marketing question. How do you how do you develop a, a process where you can generate client facing marketing content on a regular basis? Is that, is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, like touch points to keep them engaged, let them know about services, let them know about changes in the offering, or let them know about opportunities or find like everyone's asking about AI. 
obviously, mm-hmm. and other yeah. hot topics uh, as as they trend in and out of of you know the social consciousness of our industry. Like it, have the question revolves around keeping these customers warm so they feel like even if they go months mm. on end without needing me and the service, they, they're still getting some value in return. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have some, I have some thoughts, but Clay, does anything jump out to you before I, I have, I have it? six thoughts. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Specifically six <laughs> thoughts. Uh, so I don't know. Like, do you want me to go first? (laughs) I don't know. I had like one thought. So why don't you go first? (laughs) Yeah, I'll go first. (laughs) So I, so I was just reminded of a service that I subscribe to and, um, they, I can actually think of two companies that I subscribe to that, that do this and they do it really well. But the one that first came to mind is, um, actually a service that helps me with, my own subscriptions, uh, meaning my own customers who pay me a subscription, they help uh, with. It's called Profit Well, and they have a product called Retain, and it basically like helps um, recover churned payments, lost payments, um, outdated credit cards. Like when you're taking subscriptions at a certain scale, um, anyone who's ever taken you know more than a, a dozen or two subscriptions in a month, there's just a lot of that um, going on, and it can be a lot of manual labor if you don't have it set up. Anyway, all that to say, they. They do this sort of quietly in the background, uh, but every month they send me an update on their product. Like, here's what here's what we've updated in your account to capture more revenue or to help you avoid more lost revenue. And here's how much we captured this month. And um, and it's just like a nice little reminder. And then if there's ever anything in like subscription payment services that they feel like is relevant to me, they'll just like ping me real quick and say, hey. Thought you might want to take a look at this, um, and they're probably sending it out to everyone on their list, right? But it feels very personal, and it's like, it's like, hey, um, you know, here's one way to to increase your average lifetime value of a client or whatever. So um, to me, that's really helpful. I look forward to those emails. Uh, on the one hand, they're like validating that it's worth the fee that I'm paying them because that number that comes back every month is like higher than the fee that I pay them, right? So it's a no brainer. And every month, I'm like, oh, yep, got it. Um, and you know, when we all get on those like, uh, purge moments where we go through and like delete a bunch of subscriptions, these guys are never even close to being on that list. Right. Because I know that I'm getting that value from them month after month. Um, and then I just, I just get the sense that they're like watching out for me, right. Uh, that they're in my corner, they're on my team. And if something big were to happen in the industry and I wasn't paying attention, I feel like they would email me about it. Right. So, um, so that to me is really helpful. And and I find a lot of value in just like a monthly check-in. Uh, even even if nothing's changed in the product or in the service, just a quick monthly check-in uh, to know that they're still in my corner is, is really helpful. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. 
Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. You hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio, .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at Porkbun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com slash freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N.com slash freelance and you can get a .bio domain for $3 right now. That's yeah, good. That thing's fire, man. I'm looking at it. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They do good work. So, so Preston touched on one of mine, which is the monthly check-in. Uh, but during he, while he was talking, I added another one. So I actually do have six <laughs> besides <laughs> the check-in. I will make, let me let me take a note or make a note about the check-ins. I would highly recommend doing this via text or mm. Facebook Messenger. And it's literally just a, I mean, you could do this a couple of ways, but, uh, you know, actually I'll, t- I'll go back a step one way. And when I say monthly check-in, I mean like, like a friend, you're checking in like a friend. It's like, Hey Wayne, just checking in. How are things going? Boom. That's it. That's all you got to say. And the fact that that, like, if you do that just by itself, you can, if you, even if you forget all the other things on my list here. If you do that by itself, people are going to stay around because now they view you as a friend instead of a business associate, right? And people stick with their friends. They don't, they don't leave. So if you do the monthly check-in that's just a, te- a simple text or a Facebook mes- message, I think that by itself is super powerful. Um, another one, I'll be quite quick with these, is to remind them of what they actually get with you. Right. Preston already touched on this, but hey, like if you offer unlimited content updates, just remind them every, I don't know, at least quarter um, that, hey, did you know you get unlimited content updates? The reason why you want to remind people of the, for that specific reason um, is because people forget they, they don't exactly know, remember what they signed up for. And so what, especially in the website design um, realm is that people have a lot of content updates like in their head that they want to make, but they yeah. don't realize that they have unlim- unlimited yeah. content updates. And they're like, I'll so, do that one day. Yeah. yeah. And then, so what they do is they sandbag it. They sandbag it because mm-hmm. what could be happening very well, real scenario is that they sandbag these things because they don't know how much it's going to cost 
they know it's going to cost something. Yeah, it's like industry baggage. They're so yes. used to not bothering because they don't want to deal with getting charged mm-hmm. yes. the, or the anxiety of what it's going to cost me based on whatever the fee yep. is, monthly, like the hourly mm-hmm. fee. Remove the anxiety and just remind them that they get this, 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 and this, right? So Love that's that. that's number two. Number three. Um, Wait, can celebrate. I say something on that real quick? Yeah, so I think too, when you're sending updates of reminding them what they get, you could also remind them of like what you've done. Like, I don't know... I don't know what the equivalent of this is in Squarespace because I haven't worked in Squarespace much. And I know I'm going to say the W word here, but in WordPress, like if you, (laughs) if you were working on WordPress, right, it could be like, we noticed your such and such plugin was outdated. So we went ahead and updated that for you. Stuff like that. Just like little things that took you two minutes or took your team two minutes. You, you sort of lump those into a monthly email and they're like, oh man, thank you, Wayne. I didn't even realize that was outdated and da da da. Right. So you can just sort of remind them of your value as you go on. Sorry, Clay, keep going. Yep. No, you're good. That, that was actually point number three. It was my uh, pro- proactiveness. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, you know, in this industry, I, I hate to say it, but it, this is the way it is, is that people usually respond to certain things in more of a reactive way, right? So, right. hey, my site's down. Um, can you fix it? Sure. Yeah, I fixed it. And you could be hyper responsive with that, right? Maybe you get the site back up in like five minutes or whatever. But there's a big difference between that versus saying, hey, um, we noticed that your site went down for a couple minutes. Guess, guess what? We took care of it. Just letting you know that everything's good. In case any of your clients That's so powerful. Man. Big difference between those two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I do some um, of that with Ahrefs. Uh, where mm-hmm. you know it's sort of like my to-do list for the first few months, but even then, you start cleaning a site up so much to the point where there isn't a lot left to mm-hmm. do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's why I like these other touch points that you've mentioned thus far. So, well, I got four more. I got Let's four roll. more. Let's roll. <laughs> All right. So the, the the fourth one is um, milestones. So whatever milestones that you have with your clients, um, and you can you can come up with some. Celebrate them. So has the client been around like, like, Hey, congratulations. You've been with the client for me, with me for six months or a year or whatever, or even better, if you pay attention to your clients and what's happening with them and you can just stalk them on social media, like once a month or whatever, if they like, let's just say their business hit a milestone, like celebrate with them, right? All you have to do is just send them a message or a video or something. Say, Hey, I saw you guys achieve this. Congratulations. Just wanted to say that. That's amazing. Boom. Done. So celebrate milestones. Yeah. I wonder like in this particular industry, if you could set up like some automated alerts for your team. Because I think what would be really cool is if you had someone who was just like almost their whole job was just this like customer satisfaction touch point thing. Because imagine like if you had an alert set up to where like if you can get access to their traffic, you can see like, oh, you guys had a big spike day or you had your biggest traffic month this year or or mm-hmm. whatever like that would just give you so much fodder to then say you guys we noticed that you had a huge month congrats on the traffic this month right and that's and that would go so far in like just deepening that relationship yeah that's awesome and i see all so mhm yeah no that's really good <laughs> yeah yeah uh, all right so number 5 gifting so i've mentioned this on previous podcast episodes but like Gifting strategically, I should say. So when a client first onboards with you, give them a gift of some sort, right? I'm not talking about a digital gift. It could be a digital gift, but there's just something that says like something physical 
that goes a long way. They, it's unexpected. But also, it could be during during milestones. It could be dur- like at their birthday. Don't do a don't do like a, a boring ass birthday card, right? Um, or write on their Facebook wall. Like that's just everybody does that. Send them something really cool. Um, Clay, no one's called it a Facebook wall since like 2007, man. It still exists. So does poking, right? <laughs> right. I just yeah, saying. Exactly. <laughs> it still technically exists. Maybe I like what uh, they're listening to on ping. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's 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 an, an important part on gifting is that once you do have some churn, because uh, it'll happen eventually, just like what you said, like once somebody quits and like over time, over time, say like five years from now, three years from now, whatever. I would find out when people are quitting or or when they're drop like moving to another person, right? Another professional when they leave you. One, I would find out why. But right. two, when. That's super important because if it if it's on average they're leaving you after a 2-year mark, I would probably around the 8 the 18 20 month, maybe 22 month mark, figure out something how to like to give them like send them a gift of yeah. some sort yeah or even like a, an upgrade right like maybe yeah. they're leaving because after two years their site feels outdated mm-hmm. so they start hunting again for another web designer and it's like whoa if you sent them something 18 months in and said hey there's a few things that you know according to web standards and google recommendations yada yada these things should be updated let us know if you want us to get working on these we yeah. want your web t- website to be as updated as possible yeah, every couple of years, I, I personally, I think you should hit up all your clients and say, "Hey, you want to do a redesign? Like it's time." Yeah, I think you I've know? I've committed to one. I don't remember now off the top of my head if it's sixteen months or eighteen months, but like you know, a, a design exercise to refresh the site. Yep. Um, nobody's quite there yet, so I think I've got a couple yeah, months. I'll have to reread a that early. But, yeah, <laughs> but I think that uh, it's it. It was something I was thinking about, like you know the way the subscriptions work, you know, this it's, there's no big project fee. They're paying month over month, so they don't have to write a big check, but over time I earn a lot more in revenue and have Mm -hmm. to, you know, sell them a lot less. Uh, But now this exercise is how do I, how do I keep them warm and continue to illustrate the value? Yeah, that's, you know, we did that with my agency. We, we did our websites on a subscription basis, right? So like they would charge, we, they would be paying like $250 a month. Um, and at the two year mark, we would be like, Hey, do you want to do a redesign? And then they will ask, well, how much does it cost? I'm like, uh, it doesn't cost you any more than what you're paying now. Right. You just keep paying the $250. And so that's, what's the beauty of the subscription is, is it's, uh, it doesn't cost them any more than what they're, what they're paying. And it'll cost you a little bit more time at the two year mark, but you know, it's worth it to, to increase the, retention and sustainability and client life cycle, client lifetime value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of, Um, you're kind of stealing the business model from like phone companies, right? You think about, uh, it's like I I get a free phone every two years if I pay for service month over month over month. And, um, and it's like such a pain to switch. We just had to switch and it was such a pain. (laughs) And, uh, and so, yeah, the stickier you can make that, Mm-hmm. By making it super convenient to stay with you as opposed to go with someone else, right? I don't know. I think yeah, I thought about the phone com- company, but that's uh, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and they work it into their monthly price, right? Like, obviously, they're not just giving away free phones. It just works in their business model because they know if I get a if I get a phone on their network, I'm going to stick around for probably about two years, and then I'm going to need a new phone. So then they give me another free one, and then I'm stuck in front of the two years. You know, yeah. Yeah, such a good point. It's a good example. Um, All right, last two, real quick. Real question you do marketing right do you do marketing stuff as a service or are you just web not as a service officially but i do wind up doing a ton of marketing stuff yeah okay all right so this will apply to you um and you already kind of mentioned this a little bit but just sharing different tactics that people can do like little tiny tactics like marketing tactics that they can them they can implement and execute themselves right so it's it'll be just like hey guys um just want to share this uh, here's the weekly tactic. That's it. What's really cool is if you do this on a weekly basis and say, hey, here's uh, Thursday, thir- I don't know, Tuesday tactics, right? Like Taco Tuesday, is they will start expecting it every single Tuesday. And it's something that they look forward to. It's kind of like a TV show that you cannot binge, that you have to watch. You have to wait until the next week. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last thing I have on my list here is, uh, are, are, are your clients local or are they mostly remote? Mostly remote. There are a few local ones, um, but, and, okay. and I've built up a bit of a local strategy, but it's, it's still in its youth. Okay. So since you do have some local ones, um, I mean, I guess you can offer this to remote clients, but it's just more difficult because of travel, but do an annual client appreciation event. That's Man, I love that. Yeah, That's like so fun. we we did this for Catering agency some food. And yeah, food prizes, like just make it fun. Don't don't make it about business. You know what I mean? It's, it's we did this for with my agency, and it was we would have like two hundred people there. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we were mostly local, mostly local, but you could do this for even if you only have like five local clients, do it and document it. And then send all that, those photos and videos to, out to your remote clients and be like, hey, look what we just did. Right. Yeah, you can maybe even have a remote element, right? Like we did our five-day challenge, uh, which is not the same thing, but we were able to remotely still do like little prizes. And yeah. um, and you can, I mean, you can still pull some of that off remotely. You can have like people join over Zoom or whatever um, if they wanted to. But I think too, like my, so I have some friends who are realtors and they do like, um, free free night at the local baseball team, courtesy of you know whoever realty because and then and then it's like literally anyone can come like you don't yeah. even have to be a client right because it just it's just a lot of goodwill. Um, you let your clients invite whoever they want to invite because then those p- people could potentially become clients. It just becomes mm-hmm. like this really cool opportunity to sort of spread the word that you guys are fun and cool and good to work with and nice to your clients and just gets your name out there. Yeah, that's actually, I like that. Um, you mentioned the the five-day challenge. I think you could actually do this, Wayne. It's You come up with uh, maybe a, every quarter or, hell, you can do it every month if you if you have enough traction. But you could do a free challenge, like a free three-day challenge or five-day challenge. It could be just things on marketing or whatever. It could be, it could be for example, um, you know, you could do a challenge where it's like uh, five a free five-day challenge for to create an email marketing drip, you know, something like that. Or uh, we did one. We did one where it was uh, 
we actually did a 30 day challenge. Um, but it was, it was a 30 days in a row, like post a video, like one video a day for, for 30 days. And me, myself, I only checked in, like we checked in as a group like three times. Um, but as far as doing 30 days of videos, like that was on their own, but it was, it was more of like a group, like, you know, accountability kind of thing. So it was just a benefit for, for current clients to, to, uh, participate. You know, another touch point this is reminding me of is like Clay, um, has a Facebook group with a bunch of clients in it and, and offers a lot of value through the Facebook group on a regular basis. So that Mm. could be a good place to do that as well, where like you're taking some of this stuff that maybe we've talked about sending out via email and you're, you're putting that in your Facebook group or you're doing like Facebook specific little challenges or updates or anything like that. That could be really, and then, and then what's cool is like, he's built this community now where yes, he adds value, but then each member of the community also adds value to the other members. And so it sort of exponentially gets more valuable because you're now like connecting clients with other clients. Maybe they're partnering together, doing business together. Like there's yeah. a lot of opportunity for networking and it's kind of, and then they attribute all that networking and growth and and value back to Clay um, saying like, yeah, I met him in Clay Mosley's, you know, Facebook mm-hmm. group or whatever. It's a really cool way to connect a bunch of people and, and get, again, goodwill and, and um, attention to your business and your brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're leading into my next question. Like, Great, I was about to ask. Yeah, what is it? So on the same page. Um, connecting customers as a community. Like you just mentioned, the Facebook group. Um, I use Slack a lot. Like, I'm not sure of very many service-based businesses that have done that. In fact, they probably would be mostly fearful traditionally of doing something like that. But uh, I've always thought that there was merit in the idea, but not really sure how to approach it uh, and and how to discuss the the value proposition of it all. You talking about connecting people? Yeah, like connecting customers together, like in a group, like the Facebook group yeah. or in a Slack yeah. channel. Like, can they? They all work in different industries. Can they also help each other? And then, does that narrow the you know touch points for me? And then connect them and create a sense of community in the interaction with my business. Mm, so what's what's the actual question? Have you ever connected like you customers into a community? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Preston, do you have anything? Um so that? we so we tried a Facebook group with um with our our subscription service called Solid Gigs. Um it wasn't it wasn't the best uh only because we probably didn't do it justice. Like we, we probably weren't in there enough and active enough. Uh, it, like it takes, it takes more work than we're making it sound right. We're like, yeah, just join them all together and they'll all be friends and they'll help each other. And that's my bad to say it that way. Right. Because it does take a lot of like you posting questions, you sort of encouraging engagement. People aren't going to engage on their own a lot of times. Um, so, so I think there is a fair amount of work to still make that happen, but I think there, I think there's still value in it for your business. Um, I just think it it should be like one of many touch Mm -hmm. points. And so it's like, maybe, maybe on Tuesdays I send an email or a text and on Thursdays I post something to the Facebook group and, you know, uh, and maybe that takes off. And so I put more attention into the Facebook group and maybe it doesn't do as well. So I put more attention into text or email, um, I think the real, you do have to, you know, your question, you said, how do I talk about it? What's, 
you know, what's the angle or whatever. And, and I think you do have to figure that out. Like, like why would clients care to be in a group with other clients? Right. Uh, it could start with stuff that you could add value, like join this group and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll post something helpful to help your website get more traffic. Um, or, or yeah. So yeah, it's got to have a purpose. It's got to have a, it's got to have a purpose outside of, uh, outside of Wayne's clients. Right. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, I, I actually, I run into this all the time because, uh, like for example, I was talking to a a chiropractor the other day, who's a client of mine. And I said, I said, dude, you need to get like a Facebook group. That's, that's for like your clients. And so what he did is, um, he created, he created a, a Facebook group called, and I'm not going to say the name, but I'll just make up a name, but like Bob's Chiropractic VIP. Like, and I'm just, I, I don't know. There's like no purpose behind it. And I said, well, what's the purpose? He's like, get all my clients in the same place. And nurture <laughs> yeah. them. I was like, okay, but why are they joining? Because there needs to be a purpose outside, <clears throat> outside of that. And so for context, this person is a personal trainer also a certified nutritionist and i was like dude the group needs to be all about that like right, provide yeah. personal training tips plans fitness plans nutrition recipes nutrition plans like that's the purpose and it just happens to be all your clients in there right yeah. so you need to find some sort of like one purpose for for people to join the group and and then just invite all your clients. Yeah, because I will say we have had success with what we call our global freelance mastermind, and it's it's on it's a Facebook group as well. And it's the complete opposite of this other one that I was talking about that was kind of a big flop. This one's been really successful in terms of engagement. We've got like almost 13, uh, 12,000 people in the group, I think. We're constantly sort of like purging the list to make it as high quality as possible. Um, and, and the real value prop is like, come join this group. And there's 11,000 other freelancers who, who are building their businesses. If you have questions, there's someone in that group who's a couple steps ahead of you or 10 years ahead of you who can answer the question, right? Um, you know, Clay and Preston hang out in the group and, but, but really there's like thousands and thousands of other people that sort of, um, bounce your ideas off of, ask questions, so, like, it, it really is just about figuring out what the value prop is of the group, um, coming up with a unique angle, just asking yourself, like, why would I join this as a client? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I sure as hell wouldn't name it VIP, where <laughs> the only value is <laughs> you exclusivity. Know, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. yeah it, all this, like, these are, these are um, like, we came up with, I just, I was just listing them out here. Like, there's like 10 different things here. Um, but w- what you're really trying to do just all encompassing does you can do any or all of these things but what you're really trying to do is from a from a psychological perspective from your uh, like your clients is even if they start to think that they want to leave you you want them to feel so guilty about it that they don't (laughs) right you know does that make sense yeah it makes perfect sense like if i were your client and I was and and so you know maybe Joe Schmo website design down the road offered me a website for a fraction of the cost, right? Because that's a big reason why people leave; they switch because it's cheaper, right? Um, but then I think to myself, man, Wayne's giving me. I have I get so much value. Like he's giving me gifts. He reminds me all these tactics and stuff. And like I'm part of this Facebook group that I get tons of value from. And blah 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 blah. 
I'm not, I, f- I would feel so guilty. Like I, I, I don't think I'm going to leave. Cause yeah. there's just so much value and there. guilt. And, but then also like fear of loss of value too. Right. Yeah. It's like, am I mm-hmm. going to get all this awesome stuff that I get with Wayne if I hire someone else? Mm-hmm. And if they get on the level of, they think of you as a friend now, mm-hmm. which is what you really want to achieve versus, Oh, he's my website designer, right? He's my web guy. No, Wayne's a friend now. Yeah. I'm not going to leave him. He's my friend. Yeah, website engagements are usually, they're so sticky. I don't think we give that aspect of our industry enough credit. Um, yeah, most for people, sure. Most people seek out new designers and or developers because their old one just is incommunicado, like entirely yep. disappeared. Oh, 100%. And so yep. so just by being available and showing up and doing work right away, already super sticky. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, my I'm thinking long term, like then... Preston, you were reluctant to give me more to do. <laughs> I was like, why stop now? Look at this list of ideas I've got for content thoughts. But, but the, I think the next fear or anxiety dr- is driven by continued perception of value. Uh, you know, FOMO. I don't know what you mm. said, full love, whatever, the fear of lost of value. <laughs> but the, <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I think I think these ideas have been fantastic, and I think that they it helps me create a framework for for generating something that is valuable to them to receive, even if it's not always for them yeah. specifically when they need it, and staying top of mind. That's that's the whole game long term for sales right so yeah yep and and i think this could be a position you could really easily hire out that would be that the roi on it would be well worth your investment in in hiring someone who's good at this who just like they sort of build a community and they they're they're like uh they're just a super helpful very present proactive person um they check for certain things but i think also some of this could be automated like if you like there's a lot of it that you want to make it real time and personal, but there's some of it, you know, because it's it's kind of all just like a, a conglomeration of of lots of little touch points, right? And I think some of these touch points, like a weekly text, um, you know, that could potentially be automated, or or it could be like every other week is automated or something. To where once a client signs up, they they go into this flow, and and if there's some timeless advice that's not like you know Google just updated their algorithm, here's a few things we should change on your website. If it's like timeless stuff, then that could go into some sort of drip sequence where, you know, your your brand new clients are receiving something that you wrote two years ago um, and, and it's kind of all automated. And then you st- and then you still have that really talented person who's there to respond to questions or add extra insights or constantly be updating those as needed. But but I just think some of that could be automated and you just need to work out like what what portion of this process is automation uh, and what portion of this process is is a really talented team member or yourself or whoever you decide needs to handle the human side of it? Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. And sometimes we don't even realize the capacity that some of the tools we already use have yeah. and, and, and how to leverage them creatively. Like you said that and I was just like, oh, I could totally do that with an app that I have right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, just 100%. make sure it doesn't just make sure to make it not look automated as much as possible. Yeah, that would be key. You know, sure. like like for example, the monthly text check in. 
if that's you the same wanna, every month, you don't say the, yeah, you don't want to say the exact yeah, same yep. phrase every month sure. because after a couple months, they're going to be like, oh, bro, this is like, yeah, this is not actually you. No, yeah. but I'm I'm, talk, I'm talking more like like let's say you're going to send a weekly text, right? Clay, you've done this, and then and you you like batch batch type brainstorm type and plan like you know twenty texts in an in an afternoon instead of oh, yeah. Instead of like every Thursday, I have to come up with something and then I have to send it yeah. out and load it into my text software and it. like, no, do it all like in an hour or two, one afternoon for the next six months, you know, and then and then it's automated yet well thought out, personal, relevant, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, that can be not just batch created, but batch scheduled as well. Exactly. Even, yeah, exactly. even with SMS, that, that can be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, Absolutely. I like that. That's awesome, man. You've given me a lot of work to do. <laughs> well, that's what we like to do. We like to really bog you down with it's more work to awesome. do I love when you that. feel overwhelmed. Yeah, I wasn't already stressed <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have a Trello board where I just like, I, as, as I see web pages or I'm you know, in a chat in a Slack group or a circle group or something, and I just like grab some text and it'll link back to the page. So you just like create a card on the fly, boom, boom, boom. And I pile all those things up in there. And then when I sit down to write my monthly email newsletter, I'm like, I don't remember why I put that in there. (laughs) 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 I don't know why this is significant. Delete, delete, delete. And then I wind up writing something to go in there. But uh, I I think there's that's an area of opportunity to improve the, the process and maybe Maybe I don't know, time block or something too. Have you your monthly frequent. newsletter? So that's about like, you know, is that how often you email your your clients? Yeah, clients and anyone who signs up on the website. So there's a few there's there's a few strangers in there that I don't mm. know personally. There's some friends and family. There's obviously clients and contacts uh, that I stuck in there because I know they like yeah. me and they're not going to care. I would change it to weekly. Weekly. Like a week. Oh, I would do a weekly roundup. Like, hey, here's what went on this week. It'll be, it should be shorter, but it's more frequent. Yeah, Tim Ferriss does his five bullet Friday. Yeah. And uh, it's just like five things that he found interesting in five categories over the course of the week. You could do something like that. Mm-hmm. I think though, like, I know it's, I know this is hard because like, you know, you're in your questionnaire in, earlier in your interview, you were like, I'm just, um, I've got so much to do, <laughs> right? And so yeah. working working in the business versus working on the business, I think, um, and I hate to always come back to this, but it seems like 90% of the problems we hear about on this show can be solved by um, sort of having the courage to, to make your next hire. And right. it feels to me like you could either make another hire, even if it's like a contractor, to help with more of the client requests so that you could put more time in on the stuff we've talked about today, or you could hire someone who really is passionate about building community, building client trust, um, creating content, et cetera, et cetera, and bring them in. Um, again, it could even just be on a part-time contract basis to begin if that makes more sense financially for your business. But I think bringing in someone on either one of those, because what's what I'm afraid is going to happen is like, yes, we all have great intentions. Um, but you know, we're saying like, oh, send an email every week instead of every month, which I agree with. And we're saying, oh, and start a Facebook group. Oh, and uh, start texting your clients. Oh, and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you're going, I'm barely getting the work done and having time to even think strategically about the business. So for me, like the the, the next step is you, you got you to gotta get someone to help you out with it. And, and yes, software can do part of that, but I really think you need someone 
who, again, either is passionate about this piece that we've talked about today or who can offload any of the production work that you might be doing or any of the like client uh, liaison work, client communication work, like the the project-based stuff. Right. Um, it sounds like you just probably need someone in order to take this next step, you'll probably need a little bit more manpower. Yeah, I was ready to end this call. You give me one more thing to do, but I like this idea. <laughs> like I was like, dude. Now we uh I like that idea. I think you're 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 leading me into uh back into leaning into the VA that I mentioned earlier. Uh, oh yeah. He's a, there you he's go. a good guy. And um I'm looking to give him more to do, and I think maybe I'm hoarding some of my tasks and I could probably do a better mm, job yeah. of, of bringing him closer to the business. Um, yeah, this would be great stuff for, for a VA, some of it to, yeah. to or some of the project management stuff, depending on mm-hmm. how, you, how I feel about his abilities. So yeah, love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, I could do a better job of saying no to some things. I'm really terrible at it. I think that I, I don't free up enough of my time because I'm not good at saying no, like, Hey, help me with this email signature or help me with these business cards or this thank you card for all my clients. And I'm like, uh, sure. That won't take long. And the next thing I know, it's like, it's a week later. And <laughs> yeah. I spent an hour and a half on it and I didn't need to, and I could have just gone yeah. to Canva. Yeah. I said, no, no, I mean, no, that's not what my business does. Read the webpage. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I love the idea of like of like saying uh, here's here's Canva. Here's some tools I recommend. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And just saying like we don't we don't really do this kind of thing. But here's some tools I'd recommend. People will still people can appreciate that. You know. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm terrible at saying no. It's one of my bigger problems. But I'll work on that one. Yeah, if you I think that's think, that it, one more wanna, thing to work on. Yeah, if you want to think about it this way from a from a brain level, right? Like our human brains can only can only take up we only have so much capacity in, uh, for what we like what we can what we think about right um and so the more times you say yes it just takes up capacity in your brain and it, you you start losing focus yep. right. and so if you clear if you if your brain is clear your mind's clear then and you take on less stuff but you're also doing the same things over and over again, like process from a process perspective, then your capacity inside your head is freed up much, much more. If you want to think about it that way. Yeah. I like that. I like that framing. Um, also maybe another VA that just sits behind me and pinches me when I say yes to something I shouldn't be. There you go. It's <laughs> like a rubber, a rubber band on your wrist. When you say yeah. yes to something, we just have to it. slap it like a swear yeah. jar. <laughs> That's swear right. jar. <laughs> Yeah, yes you guys job. will be going to Disneyland in no time, you know? Put a dollar uh, in the jar every time you say yes to something you shouldn't. Yeah, I just my <laughs> yes jar. That that paid for that paid for Mickey Mouse, hon. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Well, it's been fun chatting with you today. Wayne, why don't you um let everyone know where once again where they can find you, how they can connect with you in case they wanna um hire you, connect with you, learn more from you, anything like that. Yeah, I'm always happy to connect. And uh, thank you both for all the fantastic input. Really, really valuable stuff. I've made a ton of notes, and I plan to put this stuff into action immediately. Um, I love it, man. Anyone can reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm really good at accepting friend requests, as long as you're not too spammy. Uh, And resonantpixel.co. I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it much. It's just depressing. (laughs) Very nice. (laughs) 
All right. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for taking time to, to jump on a call today, man. I'm, I'm glad you have a bunch of stuff to work on. We'd love to check back in here in another half of a year or so and just see how you're doing. I'll ping you. Appreciate you. Okay. Perfect. Well, thanks, Wayne. Thanks. Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. And I've been Preston Lee with Milo.co. Thank you, guys. Take care. See ya. Bye. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit M-I-L-L-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.